Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of the Football Chatter, our weekly episode. Um, it's the Champions League today, so we should have Champions League predictions. It's been a while we've done predictions here. We should have Champions League predictions um, after, the, after the episode. Um, today's episode is on video stand refereeing, and um, we have a guest, Josh joined. Um, so can you introduce yourself, please, Chijoke? Okay, my name is Chijoke Obanku. I'm a final year law student. Okay, well, uh, is the club you support relevant? I, I think you've told me that you don't support any club. Yes, but mainly Real Madrid. But yeah. I just support good football. Uh, my man. <laughs> <laughs> what you like to tell? Yeah. Good, very ah, good. At, very, very not good. my man. <laughs> <laughs> not my man. Chijoke, do you know that I predicted that Tusha was going to lose his job before the uh, season started? Every, every, everyone <laughs> saw it coming based on one side. And the only side I was coming from, or sorry, I came from then was Tusha has a record of not working well with some kind of owners or some kind of board members he worked so well with chelsea's board and it made him fall, fall in love with, with with the club so well he loved how the club was well run but during that change of ownership and everything i knew that the american owners coming in without a sporting director and check leaving i knew he might not last then some rumors coming out later on or before his sack of him signing Ronaldo, not wanting Ronaldo. I knew the Americans wanted to sign Ronaldo because of the business aspect of it. But Tuja was always focusing on the football aspect. He doesn't want him. He doesn't want... So, disagreements like that and him making that statement even before he was sacked of saying um, he misses Peter He misses Peter Cech, yeah. Yes, that statement just showed that there's an issue. One And secondly, he was indirectly saying things of him liking to focus that he likes focusing on the on coaching alone he doesn't like to be involved in transfers he was indirectly making statements like that so you just know that then he 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 made one statement in one interview and he said it, they asked him how is it like um, working with these new owners then he mentioned something like he's he's teaching them how to run a football club not like seriously it was a joke but from others, from previous statements and that, you could know that there was a rift. And, and his past record, too, of all his sacks have never have never been results-related. Never. When he left Dortmund, I think Watske, if I'm sure of his name, yes, Watske. Yeah, Watske. Yes, said he's one of the best coaches around, if not the best, but he's not a very good human being. <laughs> I'm not I think... Coach- Verbatim, but that was the summary of what he said about the same reason he left PSG. The same issues with Leo, Leonardo wanting Cavani in. Why are they selling Thiago Silva? So many issues signing Parades or not signing Parades. So many other issues. So his issues in all his clubs have never been results based. Never, never been results based. Never. But then I feel like I feel like with all the plaudits, right? You you also review like I know that's not what this episode is about, right? But you know, 
this is a beautiful game. Like it's always it's always nice to talk about it, right? With someone that you have one more minute to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so I'll be I'll be quick. So now he just said that he likes to do the coaching, right? Yeah. You like to do the coaching, and yet you want to be involved in players. Like you you want to decide who comes and goes, but you don't want to decide it. Like you have to pick a side. You're either involved and say who you want and who you don't want, or you're not, right? And play whoever they give you. I just feel like he's a man that just finds an excuse. And then you can't say that his sacking at Chelsea was not result-based, because it was. If he was winning matches and he was top of the Premier League, which he has a squad capable of doing so, right? If he was doing that, he would still have a job, regardless of his disagreements with Ted Bowley or not having a sporting director or all that. If he if he brought the results this season, right? If he was not losing one nil with that squad to Dynamo Zagreb, right? And sorry having to, to come back against sorry, sorry to cut you short, but yeah. I want to say two things. Firstly, the, the owners have established the fact that they are willing to be patient. One. Secondly, to tell from reports, after the Leeds game or before the Leeds game, he was not in talking terms with one of the owners. And from reports, he was surprised to continue the season. Like, he was really surprised to continue the season because the rifts had been going on even during the preseason. The rifts had been going on. So, his sack was actually looming. So, you're, so you're, you're saying that even if, even, if, even, if, even if he was getting the results in, yes. say, Saying he had won his first five games would have still been sacked. Yes. What? No, no, no. I, I don't think, think so. I, think, uh, I don't I think, think so. I think I think there's a point where um I wanted Mourinho to leave. Um I wanted Oli to leave. I wanted managers to leave, not because I did not think they were capable enough, but because the moment toxicity start starts building up at a club, it will spread. It's inevitable. So what I think is that there was that rift and then I don't think they would have sacked him if the results were coming in. But the the owners were looking for that excuse to sack him. And it was the perfect excuse. If he had one. Yes. And some, just, some Chelsea fans even called for his sacking. Because you, can, you can't really... Remember, some players also reported him to the board. Yes. At this point, you get... You cannot play... You cannot play the English Premier League at a club like Chelsea with those tactics. Like I, I don't, I didn't care, right? What was going on with the owners, right, and all that? What I said was, this tactics. If he plays like this this season in the Premier League, he's going to go. It's not. I told. I said that Chelsea would not make the top four if he keeps playing that way, and they were not. They were not going to make the top four, regardless of the rift with the owners and all that, right? You can't you can't get the ball and have your center backs have more touches than every other person on the pitch. You can't play like that, bro. Like that is that is a recipe, right? To fail in the Sorry. Premier League. To to close this argument on Tuchel being a good tactician or not. I no, think, I'm not he's saying, a good tactician, by the way. I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not. Do you understand? I'm just saying the way he came to play at Chelsea, you can't play that way and win the Premier League. He used the same system he's using at Chelsea with Dortmund. I think what let him down at Chelsea was the kind of players because I don't see any reason why you should give Messi Mount creative responsibility in the team. I don't know why. 
But Messi Mount was Chelsea's best player last season. Just the season before that. It's to show you how poor the team is. Guy, his his assist from open play. He and Hotsnodoy have the same assist from open play. Hotsnodoy that doesn't doesn't play too much. You're telling me um, chances created this 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 this. What guy, does Messi Mount under Lampard? He had only one open play assist under Lampard, and it was on the last gate day of the season against Wolves. But then, do you know that it's Tuchel that decides to play Messi Mount, that right? The, if you look at the bench, they're angry. This guy is not performing. But you're 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 continuing playing players that are not performing. Yeah, he I'm, had he had he had favorite. I just I'm, so, sorry. It I'm was sorry it was it was killing the team. It was really killing the, the team. To me, to me, I felt that okay. it, if he had picked his, his his team based on performances, he would have still remained despite the rift. But okay, look at his last game in in Chad, for example. Mount and have I see no reason why Mount should have played ninety yeah. minutes in that game. I see no reason why he should have played 90 minutes in that game. There were other things that were happening in that game. Havertz was lost. Despite the fact um, this guy was not fit, Alba was not fit, I, I even felt he would have played longer than Kai Havertz in that match. I see no reason why Sterling should have left the pitch. Like it, then ZH came in and just proved that, oh, he wants this man to go. <laughs> there is no doubt that we know ZH's quality. There is no doubt we know his quality. Even the normal crosses here does. He just, like, I don't, I just felt that, oh, even Jorginho's in, interview some hours ago, I think, and I, yeah, Jorginho's I, I was just about to mention that I saw quotes from that interview. Indirectly said he lost the, the dressing room because he said something like, oh, everything that is said within the players will remain within the players, but they have to move on. So it just indirectly shows you that, oh, I think he lost the dressing room. Yeah, but and, in, um, George, in a way, like, as you try to disagree with me, right, you still agree with me, right? Yeah. Because even, even in, even, let's say, let's look at another manager, right, with an explosive personality, Conte, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Conte usually has issues with owners, right? It's not, Tuchel is not the first person, the first manager that has issues with owners, right? But like, Conte has never lost the dressing room, Right? He has never, because the way he plays, players play by merit. You get, you yes. are never playing if you're not playing well, no matter who you are, right? So that is good manager. And we had somebody on this podcast, right? A Chelsea fan. Sorry, a Chelsea fan, yes. Comparing Tuchel to Conte, right? These are things that you cannot do, no matter how, no matter how biased you are about football, right? Like, I'm saying you should be able to, like, take a step back, right? And know what you're saying. This well, guy is but, good. But, but you're, you're delving into another part. Though. You know, if they're talking about good managers, if you're saying tactically, you can compare Tuchel with Conte, but if it's all... We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. That's what I'm saying. See, uh, like, yeah. closing statements, right? I'm not talking about Tuchel's tactical ability. Okay, right? exactly. All, now, all it's, like, just all... like, it's just like Guardiola, right? Guardiola has lost the final to Tuchel. It doesn't mean that Guardiola is a bad tactician, <laughs> right? That was, that was even, it was his tactics that let him down when he was trying to play a back three to match Tuchel's back three, right? Yes, he's a tactician. But we are not here to talk about tactics. Like, there is more to coaching than tactics. Sometimes okay. you need to step One. back. Okay, 
in the Champions League finals, Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Do you know that Cruz was the one that coached the second half of that final? I did not know. I was not there. Yes, Cruz. Ancelotti said that some of these players in this squad have more Champions League trophies than he has. So when they tell him that this is the way that they should play, he's going to listen. Do you understand? Like, now, Tuchel will never allow you to do that, right? Because Guardiola will never allow that. There are players that will never allow that. Sorry, coaches that will never allow that, right? But if you win games, right, that is your job as a coach. No matter if you have to, like, let go of your perfection, you know, whatever. Like, you want to always play your way, right? Like, we could see that the way Chelsea were, were playing, right, was losing games. His squad selection were losing games, right? And you still didn't change anything. What were you expecting was going to happen? We are going to trust you to keep losing games. No, it's, it's not going to happen, right? Anyway, the football that we are here in, let's get, if you let's, want to wear all the blue cap in the world, right? You're going get to get this conversation proper. Um, video assistant refereeing. And um, so I just finished reading an article on Benzema's Champions League goal. And Chidrake um, does not agree that it was an offside, that the decision was correct. Um, I've had to change my mind on that because I've read some other stuff. Um, so let's start. Um, recently, we've seen a lot of funny decisions by video assistant referees. Um, I think the most recent one was Martinez's handball, handball per se, against Real Sociedad. Um, <laughs> and you know the funny thing? The referee said his hand was in an unnatural position. And I'm trying to understand what's unnatural about the position. So, um, Chidioke, I, I read Chidioke's article and he talked about um, about the decisions that happen in matches being, being subject to the referee's sentiments. And I totally agree. So, um, I want us to use this podcast to talk about the rules and how referees could bend these rules and get off based on technicalities. And also how um, referees can be held accountable when they make very funny wrong decisions. Because there has to be some accountability. I mean, the referees cannot keep getting away with this. We've seen the Martinez thing was not offside. Okay, so if the referee has said, if the referee has said um, his hand was in an unnatural position, is there a definitive definition of the natural position of the hand and the unnatural position? Is there someone he's, he should answer to? Is there someone that, okay, these rules, um, these rules are there, they are, they're supposed to be objective. But on the field of play, they become subjective. So, is there someone that they should answer to? What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this thing is right from time, even the game, the game of football, no matter how you want to see it, there will be con- controversies. Even when the VAR came in, I said this team will still stop controversies. They wanted the referee's decision to, to be perfect. And my reason for saying the VAR won't still stop controversies is the person that is watching this video is still a referee. So he will judge it the way he will still judge it if in it first time. Slow motion. This Fabric has made a statement that a tackle that is just normal might look very worse in slow motion. It will look very, very worse in slow motion. That is one. 
Then secondly, this issue of um, unnatural position and not a natural position, even in the rule book, is at the discretion of the referee to say what is a natural position and what is an unnatural position. But the rule also states that if it touches any part of the body, any legal part of the body before it touches the, the hand, it is not a penalty. I'll give you an example. Argentina-Nigeria, 2018 World Cup. Marcos Rojo. He touched his thighs before he touched his hand. Everybody was shouting penalty. Everybody I was watching the match, I just knew this will not be a penalty. It has happened in so many Premier League matches I've also watched. He touched somebody's head before touching the hand. That Martinez own. McTominay against, was it against Liverpool or same, against Arsenal? He touched one part of his body before touching. I think it was the game before Arsenal. Yes, yes. Now, um, Pogba's handball against West Ham that Corona period, it's a pure penalty. Though he was protecting his face, but you see that term, unnatural position. Why is your hand up? It's a penalty, no doubt. It's a penalty. Now, the Martinez own, I don't get the rationale behind the decision. I don't get it. He watched that replay three times. He watched it. My God. Like, What's the commentators were like, it's not possible. There is no way that this is a, is a handball. Like, I was like, how? That happened in the, in the Premier League that I'm even wondering why the VAR did not pick it out. McDominay against Southampton. God, is it basketball? It hit his hand like twice. <laughs> it's a row. And the VR did not call it back. So, I don't know why referees, especially English referees... Or referees in the English Premier League, I think that's yeah. what I say. Because the commentators in the Europe... You know, in that match, his eye was not on the ball. <laughs> when he first hit his hand, he was the not sec- looking at the ball. Second one. Because it was twice. It was even more. I think it was more than twice. Uh, I think it bounced on his hand, bounced on his hand again. Without bounced on his hand. Without touching any part of his body. And the, the, the commentators pointed it out in the Europa League game that UEFA referees have been getting plundered for, yeah. for doing so well that this is a surprising decision. I don't know why he gave that as a penalty. And he and, watched it. And I'll still continue saying it that referees should actually give interviews to explain their decisions. Not just interviews. There should be a governing body, right? That there is a governing body. There is. Like, there is yes, there is. these referees now, like, there has to be a prize. Because, the, right, like, a football club now has millions of fans, right? And you're tensioning all these people with your bad decisions. And you just have to show up to work. And no matter how you referee, you're going to referee the next game. And there's somebody that's going to back your stupid decisions up, either with an apology or with a justification. Because I know I know last season, um, not, not last season, the season we came second, 17 points behind Man City, the referees apologized to Manchester United three times in that season. We could have won three games and gained nine points. They apologized to Everton twice last season. Twice last season this is just this is just entirely it is this disgusting like it's as if like with the videos they are making worse decisions than they are, they are used to be with the uh, like as if they are looking for a way to make the VAR so bad that they have to scrap it <laughs> look eh, VAR has even made things much more easier 
look at the game against um, the Champions League game last week, Napoli, um, Liverpool. Liverpool. Do you know that the guy did not blow that Van Dijk's foul on Osimhen? Us- he had to be called back. That is why I like VAR because sincerely, it was out of his sight. He could not see it. Sincerely, he he could not. So in this kind of instance, that's where I I feel that VAR has actually changed the game a lot better because that was a clear foul. If there was no VAR, it would have not been a penalty. Now the Champions League final, that Benzema's goal. But what if what if the VAR comes, takes a look at it, and says it's still not a foul? Now, the reason VAR was brought in, from if I'm correct, is for clear and obvious errors. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to that, ask what are the definition of clear and obvious. Now, is. let me give an example. The foul on Osimhen was a clear and obvious error. Osimhen went down in the box and the referee did not even blow a penalty. So how, do you know, how do you know it's clear and obvious? Clear and obvious. Look at it. If the referee blows a whistle for a penalty, eh, yes. if it is not a penalty, mm-hmm. he's going to be called back immediately. Mm-hmm. That is a clear and obvious error. Now, he was fouled and the referee did not blow it. And they've watched it and they saw that it's a penalty. Yes. They now called him back. It is a clear and obvious error. They called him back. Oh, go and check this thing again. Do you get what is clear and obvious error now? But do you understand? Like, I'm actually going in the same direction as you are, right? Because I've had this, I've had this discussion with Chinedu, right? Because, and I, I, I was, I was having this discussion. Like, it was almost an argument, right? Because I was coming from the angle that, um. Clear and obvious things are things that, of course, when the referee comes to look at it, he shouldn't have to look three times, right? Because it's clear and obvious. Yeah. Do you understand? Right? But now, case study of that game against Real Sociedad, like, or Real Sociedad or whatever, like, you looked at that the first time, seeing that it came off the leg, and it wasn't clear and obvious to you. Now, what is clear and obvious in the first place? Like, do you understand? Because if you can come here, something that you should spot or your video assistant referee should, shouldn't even need you to come. You get, he should just tell you, hey, he, bounced, he bounced off his leg, right? No need to yeah. come and look at this. It's not yeah. a penalty, right? Play on. Do you understand? Yeah. You came all the way here. The video assistant referee watched it before you came home. You came, you watched it, watched it again, watched another angle of it. And you still gave a penalty. Like at this point, what is clear and obvious even? Well, it's not it's the VAR's choice to call what is a clear and obvious error and what is a possible penalty. Do you possible. know that these days now they literally check everything? Once there is a contest, like players contest that there, maybe there's something here you get. They did not even see the ball hit the person's hand, but they feel like oh, this thing might have hit the person. They start shouting, right? It's and... actually psychology. Psychology yes. works. And then they have to check it. Once and once, I I I once... something I'm, I'm so sorry, just okay. I saw something on the Premier League's website um when I was reading about Vizia stand referee. Um I actually saw that it's an offense for a player to call on the referee to check a decision. It's a yellow card offense. Now, see the, see the psychology involved in this. These players know it's, it's an offense, but look at the psychology. 
I've watched a Serie A match where there was a possible penalty. I think it was Roma or or Juve. There was a possible penalty. And the Juve players allowed the ball to roll out of play. <laughs> they were playing at home. They allowed the ball to roll out of play. Fans were shouting. Then the captain of the team, Bonucci, went to meet the, the ref and was pointing. No, but, but, but they, they... He started uh... with his mic. See, see something, eh? This, we are looking at it from what the rule said about not to, um, telling the referee to go to the VAR. But look at it from this way. If a foul happens, eh, do you know that players still tell the referee that this is a foul or this is a possible red card? Do you know? Yes, now. They always do it. It's still the same thing as you talking to the referee or complaining. The ball went out of play. And Bonucci complained to the referee. If the ball went out of play and there was a foul on somebody, Bonucci would have still complained as a captain. Now, there was a possible penalty and the ball went out of play and Bonucci was complaining. So it is still complain. It doesn't matter. That's why I said all these things are psychological. Yesterday in the Roma match, there was a high boot from Akpa Akpo, the Empoli player. High boot on Smalling. Akpa Akpo had been booked a yellow card offense already. First thing Mancini did after that foul on Smalling, Mancini, the Roma defender, he started shouting, signaling red card, red card, red card. Now, the referee knew that Akpa was booked already for a yellow card. He was booked already for a, a yellow card. That high boot was a second yellow card offense. But I think he wanted to overlook it. But guess what? Smalling stayed down. And Mancini was still complaining, this is a foul, this is a foul. Now they called him on the VAR this thing. He went to check it because he never wanted to book Aqua for a second yellow card. He never wanted to. But he checked it again and, and saw that it was a straight red card offense. The Empoli coach was making a point that he never saw Smalling coming. He was going for the ball. Now, I'm just coming from the point of view that this thing is psychology. These players know that these referees are human beings. So they use, even home fans use that psychology on them. You know, in the Nigerian match, they never w- wanted to check that Marcos Rojo's handball. He never wanted to. That Turkish referee, he never wanted to. It was shouts from the crowd. And, and, I, and I think Mikel and one, and one other Nigerian player, he went to check it. Yes, Mikel and Igalo, he went to check it. So, these things happen. The game against Man U2, the same thing, it was psychology. Silva and others, they were just going around the referee. Then the ball went out of play. They do that in, in Syria a lot. They just allow the ball to roll out of play. And Osimen did it. Osimen did it in the Champions League. After, after that foul, he stayed down and was rolling, rolling, rolling. Liverpool had no choice but to put the ball out of play. They had to check the penalty. So it is psychology. And they use it very well on, the, on, the, on those referees because they are humans. Mendy against, against West Ham. <laughs> you see? You see? He stayed down. It is pure psychology. Pure psychology. And, and Tuchel also shouting. So... Okay, look at the Champions League final last year. Madrid-Liverpool. That game, the only reason they checked it, and even the commentator was saying is that that touch from Fabinho is very influential to this decision. I think they never blew off offside at first. 
they never did at first. They had to check it again. Check it, check it. He checked, check, check. They were now checking the touch of Fabinho, whether it was intentional Three. or not. They had, they, had, they had to check five things. Yes. And I think the first the first thing they had to check was if Valde hit the ball. Yes. They had to check if Konate hit the ball. Yeah. They had to check if Fabinho hit the ball. Yeah. I've forgotten the other. But the justification they gave was that, okay, um, Konate intended to clear to the ball. Mm-hmm. It would have made it intentional. Yes. But Valde hit the ball, which mm-hmm. made it a block. So mm-hmm. is the block unintentional or not? But they've, you, you know, because of that decision in the Champions League final, they've they've changed the rule now. Like they've they've stated it very clear that a a, a block or interference with play from a defending side, any player in an outside position is not offside. They've made it clear now, so that goal should have stood, because. Okay, the same reason why Mbappe's goal in the Nations League is this semi-final or final against Spain? When Eric, final, final. It was final. Eric Garcia was of the opinion that what should he have done? It was a true pass to Mbappe. Should he stay one place? Now he slid and the ball hit him and went to Mbappe. They blew it as a goal because he interfered with play. He made the ball get to Mbappe well, according to them. And that is the rule. Back pass, blocks, interceptions, and everything. It is part of the rule. Now, there's a decision. I think the Man City against Aston Villa game, if I'm correct. Wait, is it Aston Villa or which game the Ederson? Ederson wanted to throw the ball out. I think it's Aston Villa. He wanted to throw the ball out. And he hit someone at his back. No, it's a Champions League game. Who demands to face in the Champions League their first game? Uh, Sevilla, right? Sevilla. Yes. He wanted to throw the ball out. And Kaspar Doberg was at his back. Kaspar Doberg never touched the ball. Never touched the ball or touched his hand. But he, he hit his hand on Kaspar Doberg's body, which made the throw to be a rubbish throw. Then Susu scored. They cancelled that goal. I was surprised. It's happened in the Premier League too, in their game before the match against Sevilla. The same thing. And I'm wondering, why are they cancelling this goal? This player has never touched him. This is a clear goal. And this is what VAR is supposed to check. But they never did. And I'm surprised if the referees actually give post-match interviews on their decisions. He's supposed to tell us why is that Ederson's team not a goal? What happened to Ederson? Why do you see it as this is not a goal? Why do you feel that Martinez, that decision was a handball? Why do you feel so? What is your reason? If you tell us, it even make us learn the rules more. You know, they are, but, they are mostly trying to protect these referees. but they, I, I'm, they are trying to protect the referees because, I mean, and for me, I've always said that a major force for impunity is lack of consequences. If there are no consequences for referees, we will keep seeing the decisions. I I I do not I do not say we make it. I'm saying we will keep because the referees know. Oh, I'm just going to do this. There is no punishment, and so they'll, they'll probably even protect me and then offer an apology when it's time. And so I'll just keep doing it. There are actually consequences. Sorry, let me correct that. There are consequences. If a referee keeps making decisions that are very controversial, very like very very controversial, I don't think they promote you. <clears throat> 
for me, Anthony Taylor's rise. Anthony Taylor is very young. Wait, no, it's not. Is it Anthony Taylor? Um, Michael Oliver. Yes. Yeah, Michael Oliver. Michael Oliver. He's very young, and his rise was because but, then without VARs, he was actually making very good decisions. So but, the concept of making really bad decisions is you not being promoted to referee those big games. But is is that a consequence? Is a big co- co- consequence considering considering the career of a referee. As a referee, you want to do or you want to officiate well. So you'll be able... Now, the Premier League is complaining now that there is a lack of top referees, top games. There's a lack of top referees. So considering the career of a referee, you want to do well. So the consequence of doing well is being promoted faster and easily. The case of Michael Oliver. You doing bad or or you doing continually bad, like your badness is just reoccurring, just going, going, going. Before they promote you to be really difficult. It does so not even need it does not need to reoccur, right? Even if you so made you like mistakes. you can no, make mistakes, you can make mistakes. Nobody's above mistake. You can make it, but don't keep on making silly mistakes. Don't keep That's on what making... I'm saying. Like, and who is going to pay for those little ones that you make? Right. If you, let's say you make you make two bad decisions. Let's say no. Let's not say two. Right. Let's say you make four bad decisions a season. Have you had a bad season as a referee? Um. I. Um. um I think so. You know, bad decisions are not really how we see them. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, the Champions League goal that Benzema scored that was cancelled. It was not really a bad mm-hmm. decision. That if even okay. if Mali had went on to lose the game, even if Mali let's had... talk about let's talk about the Premier League only now, right? Now, do you know how many Premier League games that has had bad decisions this season? A lot. Last weekend, like the weekend before this one, the Newcastle game that ended new new bad decision two new other decisions. The Chelsea game, the same thing. Aston Villa, Man City. Aston Villa Man City, yes, the same thing. So many decisions that were going. I don't know, but I just feel the English. So players... how many how many bad decisions have we already had? So who is getting promoted French this season? Don't forget from different referees, not the same people. That's, That's the... my my point is uh, these bad decisions we will yeah. keep happening to. They are very clear consequences. When you say you're not going to promote me, I still have a job. So I'm, I'm I still have job security. If I keep making those decisions, you're not going to promote me. I'm still earning money. Am I going to be fined? Will I earn a suspension if I do these things? Look, uh, let me come from this point of view. As a lawyer, once you're employed in a firm, your biggest, your biggest, um, your biggest, what do they call it? Your biggest aim is to be either a partner or a managing partner. If you just you're just in, in the law firm, you are an associate, you are an associate, you are an associate, you are an associate, you will not feel fulfilled. So even if you're left as you're you're just left there to keep your, your job as a referee, you will not be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's but that's great. But I'm saying fans have feelings. Do you, mm-hmm. you get where I'm coming from? I'm saying I have feelings affiliated to Manchester United. I have feelings linked to Manchester United. So when the referee does nonsense and then um PGMOL comes out to apologize on their behalf. It affects me emotionally. 
during that time and when you come and apologize for the nonsense that the referee has done without clear consequences, I also get very angry. The game is the game. The same reason why players, you can't say players should be um, should be their contract should be revoked because they, they, they missed a goal or they did this or they did not play well. It's just the same thing. You, you can say a player should lose his place in the team but he remains a, a player. The same uh, thing to the refereeing good and um, big games or games that involve very um, big uh, games of high stakes issues. Mm-hmm. Stop refereeing, but he remains the referee. So those are the consequences. That's why I said I don't believe that there are no consequences. There are consequences. I mean, I, I understand you still. I understand you, but okay. Say Brentford versus Newcastle. So there are, are are there no Brentford fans or are there no Newcastle fans? If there's if so, because it's not a big game, there should be bad decisions perpetually in that. I'm, now I don't mean perpetually, literally, but we will there always be bad decisions. So you're going to leave the bad referees for the lower class games, and then United versus Liverpool or Man City Chelsea. You maybe Michael Oliver, who is a very good referee, by the way, and so you say Michael Oliver take this, and then you. Who is known for incompetence should yeah. take Newcastle. Don't doesn't Newcastle have fans? Don't those fans have feelings? It's See, well, it's, okay. I I don't feel that they don't have feelings, but I'm of the opinion that perfection can be gotten in the game. No matter yeah, it cannot. No matter how we want to do it, you see, referee mistakes. It will continue hap- It will continue to happen. It will con- no no matter. They brought in the VAR to stop it. The first time I saw it, yeah. I said this thing. This thing will not stop anything. Like it will even make it worse. It won't stop anything. It will continue. Like these mistakes will continue. My only issue is why there's a VAR. You're watching something. You're watching it count countless times, but you're still bent on making that mistake. I don't even get it. And there are sometimes mistakes will, will happen that there, there, there were decisions that were missed. I don't know why they were free will not call it out. Or the VAR will not call the, the, the referee for it. Last season, I watched a game, Chelsea-Brighton. The game was 1-1. And Pulisic was fouled in the box. It was a clear foul. But the VAR did not even call nothing. I was like, how? How? Tuchel even said it in his interview. What is now the need of the VAR? When you don't want to act... What is the need of it? You don't want to act. So why is there? Any... I think the league that that even uses VAR well is Bundesliga and the Serie A. They use it so well, like very, very well. Times that I've watched Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, they use it so well, and the way they actually interpret their decisions are actually very nice, like very nice. And after making that decision. I've noticed that some referees explain to the players or the captain or the coach why that decision was made. Yeah. I, I feel like, there should be communication as well. That that Pellegrini penalty yes, yesterday, they were um, saying, was it on the line? Was it this? I think one player was insinuating that it was on the line. So it's not supposed to be a penalty. The referee made it clear to him that if he's on the line, he's in the box. So I've seen cases like that, but in the Premier League, I don't know what is happening. Okay, um, 
I think I cut you short with what you're saying. Just so, can you just conclude on that? So we'll do predictions and then. Okay. Um. I just. I'm, I. I still remain certain that, or I maintain my stand. Even in my article, I said it. These guys should give interviews. I feel there is this self um, guilt when you see that oh your decision did not when you're talking about it you feel stupid so it will actually keep you in check when you, when you know that oh you're going to talk about this thing in public oh, you because you talking about your stupidity in public will make mm-hmm. you look stupid so yeah. I give post match interviews and it will even help in the development of the game self okay you say all predictions I'm spotting already Sporting already have a game going against Tottenham. That game is 0 0. Inter are already winning. I think Victoria plays then. Yeah. Yeah. The the most important one of us tonight is Baka Bayan. Who who are you going for? Um, I'll give two predictions for that if if it is allowed. (laughs) I'm I'm setting Bayan will win. If Bayan doesn't win, it will end in a draw. Okay, I will. I think Basa will win. <laughs> I, I really think Basa will win. They are a really good team. Barcelona are a really good team. Very good team. But Bayern will stretch that defense a lot. I don't like the fact people underrate Bayern Munich a lot. They underrate them a lot. They say they are in the Farmers League. They are in this. If Bayern yeah. comes Premier League, it's only Man City that will still be giving them that tough time. If I mean, they, Liverpool won them in the Champions League, so... They, Liverpool won them when they were in a transition period. People tend to forget that. I thought in a transition period, I mean, they, they've, I think they've drawn three times this season. Okay, let me give you an example. Do you think last season Napoli would have won Liverpool? This 4-1. Okay, even if they, they had won Liverpool, would they have played them like this? Do you, do you, I... Sorry, I what's the topic? Um, you see our predictions. I don't think Bayern are as strong as they used to be. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. That is true, but see, I maintain something. You see quality. You see quality. <laughs> eh? Quality and knowing when a big game is a big game. Okay. So, what, what do you think? Are you saying that are you saying that Bayern will comfortably win Barcelona? I, I never said they'll comfortably win Barcelona. I, I said I think Bayern will win, and if Bayern doesn't win, it will end in a draw. Yeah, I, I also Bayern think Bayern will win, win that game. In a draw. Right. Well, based on the fact that Baka will probably try to come and play, right, against Bayern Munich. And I feel like yeah. Bayern Munich has players, right, that are already seasoned that- enough. Right to thank you to That's play this point. game. Yeah, yeah. I know like Baka has Lewandowski, yeah. right? But apart from Lewandowski, I don't think they have any proven player, right? That that is in that front line. Then even in the midfield, right? What? Chidoka, you still there? Bro. Sam is there, Knapp is there, you still have money. There, you have Boretka. These guys are really, really seasoned players. Like, they know the stakes. 
Yeah, that you that's know? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Barcelona. I don't. I don't. They might. They might have Rafinha, right? I think if Bayern is going to lose that game, it's going to be lost by their manager, because I feel like. <laughs> I feel like their manager somehow like is 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 an experimental coach. I think he's an experimental coach and he likes to try things. And it has backfired a couple times, like against Villarreal. What do you anyway, think? Anyway, Ola, I I I I think Vassal. Other other games in the Champions League. There's Liverpool versus Ajax tonight. Okay. Ajax are um, in some form. Some really. I think that form. match is going to be drawn. Yeah, me too. My prediction is 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 based on bias because I I kind of like club, right? <laughs> and I'm hoping he can bounce back, right, from from all this. <laughs> I think they've they've had a week, right? To they didn't have they didn't have to play anything on the weekend, and I think players like Thiago should be fully fit now, and yeah. probably even Diogo Jota would probably start tonight, right? I think I think they would win that match. I don't I don't trust this new Ajax coach like enough. I know he's he's had good results right this season, but I I think I think Liverpool would you know. We'll do their mentality monsters and, uh, and make an example of Ajax. At worst, at least they draw. They I think it's going to, to be draw a draw. Ajax. I think it's going to be a draw. Chijoke, what do you think? Um, um, sincerely, before the season started, I've told everybody that Liverpool struggle. I've been saying it, that Liverpool struggle because of one thing. They refused to replace Gini Wijnaldum. I don't know why. The loss of money is not their problem. Last season, they got away with not replacing Gini Wijnaldum. The, the mentality team. Not replacing Gini Wijnaldum is going to affect them. They lack energy in the midfield. I don't want them to lose this game. But I ask that... Not just they... energy. Reliability and mobility. Yes. Right? I... Not just I... somebody that has energy. Because Javier Lewis can run around, right? But he doesn't have... The 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 movement of Wijnaldum, you know. Yes. So no, he doesn't. I know are very mobile, very very mobile. They play the cry of total football. Everybody is moving into space, moving with the ball. They are very mobile, and hmm, I don't want them to lose it. I think the only reason they win this game is the mentality and also seasoned players. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, I don't really help them in this game, but... That but, much. And Ayers have lost, like, five important yes. players. So, I don't think they would cope in the Champions League this season. Um, Porto, Porto Club, bro. Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, I don't have any predictions for that one. No, Porto. Same here, I'm bro. Sure. I'm sure. Mathieu, Mathieu, sure. Entrang Frankfurt. Marcel will win. Frankfurt is not informed. Marcel, they're a very good side. That, that red card 
just mess them up against sports. Said, I've watched that game to myself. Are really good, really, really good. Very well organized. Marcel win Frankfurt. I think Marcel win too. Approach, what do you think? Um, precious, you there? Okay, I don't, 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 I don't win that match. Okay. Leverkusen Atleti, I think this will be a draw. Leverkusen who? I think it will be a draw. Atletico Madrid will be. It's a big draw. Big draw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's it then. All our predictions. Let's see these predictions. Will anyway. Let's since 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 we'll not we'll, we'll not be around tomorrow. Let, let's predict for tomorrow. Shakhtar the okay. Celtic. Shakhtar win that match. Celtic, bro. Yeah. Yeah. My, my body would drink. My body would drink them now. No. Celtic lost to Real Madrid. Yes, yeah, Celtic lost, but Shakhtar did not lose. Yeah, that's I mean, Celtic, Celtic lost to Real Madrid now. Yeah, Celtic yeah, lost. Won. Celtic lost. Well, sir. They won. Shakhtar won well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Celtic also a very good fit to be fair. Look, it's not a game. Good for my game. Boy. Milan. They won this Shakhtar. Leipzig. Leipzig. They won Leipzig. Was it Leipzig? Yeah. Of course they were okay, yeah. Celtic. Yeah. Okay. Milan Dynamo Zagreb. Milan will win. Uh, I don't know who's it. <laughs> Milan is very obvious. Um, no, um, is is Gadjali possibly into one of the best friends in the world right now, bro? I know, I've, you know, I've so so when when Milan signs Zlatan, I I I I start watching them religiously because I like Zlatan obviously, so I start to watch them. And I have always had my eyes on Rafael Leal. Yeah. And, um, I don't see what From his dates in the, in the front No, see, um, I have one um, Can you hear me? Okay. I have yeah, one issue with you. Leal. Okay. I have one issue with Leal. And... Leo needs to actually get his head done. But if you watch him in game, forget. You know, you want to add this player last season. Anyway, he's not here again. Let's just keep. He's not here. Let's just Me, yeah, I know. Okay. Juventus Benfica. Juventus. It's a bad game. I think that game will. Nah, I, I. I think Juventus will win. Benfica. Chelsea. RB Salzburg. I know. Benfica will win those people. 
<laughs> Africa yep. will win those people. Allegri doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Rangers, Napoli. Rangers? Napoli is going to win. No, no, no. No, just win Salzburg. Just win Salzburg. I don't know to be honest. Just win Salzburg. We never see Porta Leg. You don't think. Calm down now. Chelsea, I've always I've always been a huge supporter of. Yeah, usually this Yeah. Except except ex- except Rafragnik. <laughs> Even there's no you lost Anyway. Um Maccabi Haifa PSG. Oh my god, it's going to be a land. Why can't we won't know what is them? <laughs> Man City Dortmund. I Man City is going to win. Man City is going to win. That'll be a very interesting game. I think I think no, that'll no, be my no. watch tomorrow. Man no, 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 no. I don't think I don't think Dortmund. Mm-mm. I think didn't they just lose to Leipzig? Yeah, they did. No, 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 no. That one, they, they just... Um, which games have been... Their squad is not that rich anymore, you know? Everything just... They, they managed to steal Karim Adeyemi and... But I still don't think... And Modeste, but... It's not... It's not all that. They are going to lose to Man City. Especially if they try to play. If they try to play against Man City, no. they are going to lose. I'm talking of the fixture itself, the quality of the fixture, not even the results. I really don't care about the uh, So you would want my I think my City will win, zero. I think City will win, though. So you would, you would love to watch my City beat somebody 5-0? My City will not win those 5-0, bro. <laughs> never say never. They, they lost 4 new to Leipzig, I think. Did he get, did he get to 4? I think it, it was it was really high. It was really high. We, we, we have to go. I think we've done up to 15 minutes. And so, yeah, um, we could not end with Chiji, okay? But yeah, this episode was about accountability for referees. I think we've talked about that a lot. And so, thank you for staying true. Bye. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Please remember to join the conversation on Twitter on the football chat room. TFC chat room. <laughs> Bye. Bye.